Hard to believe, uh, but today is uh, 17 years since 9-11. Uh, we have a little tribute coming up next hour. Um, and today's a Tuesday. And it was a Tuesday morning. When it happened. And, you know, um, if as I've looked around a town and I've seen the, those little signs pop up again everywhere, never forget. I remember yeah. when that phrase first started right afterwards, you know, right after the Twin Towers came down. It yeah. was you know, pretty much that same day. Never forget is what started. And, it's uh, what it's associated with forever. Right, exactly. And it still is. And rightly so. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing that needs to be, you know, forefront in our memories and those that, you know, lost their lives. Yeah, there's so much to know. Um, and we'll, yeah, next hour, I want to tell you, too, if you've never been to the museum and the memorial, we we were there, but we didn't go in. We just didn't have time. Yeah. Um, it's not a typical tour. So I want to let you inside of that a little bit next hour. Okay. We're going to do that. Also love to hear from you, 877-310-4MSJ. And we've been having fun on our Facebook page with the crutch words. You know, the little, it's we all do them, you know, whether it's we're adults or kids. But our kids are the ones that tend to kind of grab one and stick to it. Mm-hmm. The likes, the you knows. Man, the likes <laughs> are heavy among the younger <laughs> yeah. kids. Have you heard the use of the word so with people that start sentences? I do I, that. I've heard this a lot. And I don't, and I think it's a stalling tactic, like all the other ones are, or right. a gap filler. But you get asked a question, so, and then you answer it, and it's like you start the answer with so. You haven't heard that? I've heard that in that so I've, many interviews. <laughs> I don't know that I've paid attention to it. So, <laughs> I'm trying it out. I'm trying it out, Sam. I don't know that I've paid attention to it, but now I will. Okay. We call attention to it, and I'll try to. But we do okay. want to hear more next hour also kind of, about your kids' crutch words and filler words that they use. It's kind of like when you see a you know a car on the road everywhere after you've bought the same one. Yeah. It's the same thing. You call it that crutch word, and now we'll start hearing people that start their sentences with That's so, so true. You know that phenomenon has a name. Oh, oh really? Bader-Meinhof. No, I didn't yeah. know that, oh, Bailey. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Bader-Meinhof? Really? Yeah, Bader-Meinhof phenomenon is whenever you are attached to something because of its recency in your, in your attention. Life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a recent college grad throwing that down. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited about that. I'm just Very afraid if, if I try to retell that today in the no. kitchen, people are going to walk away from me. <laughs> uh, you know what that is? That's a Bader Meinhof. That's right. Okay. Coming up, Sam has music news. Yeah, fans apparently not too happy with Carrie Underwood's new NFL Sunday Night Football theme song. I'm going to let you decide. Sam's got music news. Apparently, NFL fans are not too happy with Carrie Underwood's new Sunday Night Football theme. Oh, wow. why not? She's been doing it since 2013, and she's kind of stuck to the. She had two songs, I think. She used one originally, and then she based the, the the recent one, the Sunday Night song, on one of her songs. But this year, she wrote a whole new song yeah. called "Game On." Of course, after it played Sunday night, a lot of folks went on Twitter, which is the yes. best place to do things. When All no one... of the awesome keyboard yeah. critics of the world. I love Carrie Underwood, but these Sunday night football songs get worse and worse every year. Mm. I love Carrie Underwood with every fiber of my being, but, but... what is this new SNF song? Saturday night, oh, Saturday, oh, Sunday night Sunday football. Night football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like, I've to read me, that too. They are what they are. I don't know what well, you're Well, can I ask a dumb question? What? 
why don't we just stick with the same song yeah, that's and have what different I artists sing I mean, it? Isn't that kind of the way that we did it with Hank for Are a long time? Are we ready for some football? Yeah. Couldn't yeah. get that out of your head for about 10 years. Right, and it, that pumps you up. Why don't we stay with the same song and then give it to a different artist? Like one time it's a Carrie Underwood and the next uh, time it's a rock band. I don't and- know. I, I will be sure to forward those on to NBC for you. Me, I, I don't see the problem. It's a nice song. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, right? it sounds like it, the other song, just different words. They don't words. want anything new. They want something that they yeah. know to get excited like, can about. Can we get rid of this and just get on with the game? Okay. Sure, fine. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the new Queen movie coming out in October. This is Ready. really cool. The world premiere is going to be at Wembley Stadium, Ooh. where they did Live Aid in 85. Seventy-two thousand people can actually fit in here, and they will. And the public is invited to come, so I'm sure there's not going to be. Oh, I'm sorry, we're having a lottery for tickets. Right. Seventy-two thousand, October twenty-third. If you happen to be big in England at that time, be a big screen. Yeah, and by the way, the uh, soundtrack for the album is actually going to have some of these live Live Aid uh, songs from back in 1985 on it. Ooh, in addition to their greatest hits, so many good movies coming starting in October. Mm-hmm. It is sick. Musical okay. movies too. I know that one. As a well star as is a born. star is born. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. Coming up next, we love to hear from you. We're going to dig into our producer's mailbag. What do we have on the way, Bailey? Well, Jody, Nathan has written in, and it looks like your dad was not alone whenever he tried to sabotage the beginning of your driving oh, ha, career. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and come hang out with us after the show. We do something special called the uh, Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. We thought long and hard about that. <laughs> <laughs> what name should we use for this? We hired a research firm. <laughs> And okay. so, uh, you know, the things that we get to do there that we don't get to do here are the things you can enjoy. <laughs> Come subscribe to us after the show. Okay, um, jump in anytime, by the way, on Facebook or Instagram. Murphy's Sam and Jody, the producer's mailbag. Bailey, what's in your bag today? Jody, a couple of days ago, you were telling us about a story of your first time driving, or at least before you were going to take your test. The day that um, <clears throat> my dad surprised me and showed up at our school yeah. to, hey, I'm going to take you to get your driver's license. And he had brought his truck for me to take my driving test in. Right. And I had never driven his stick shift truck. I had only driven a stick shift Ford Tempo. Was it four in the floor or three in the tree? I don't know what that means. Three in the tree. It was on the the floor. It was a big on the floor. And his truck intimidated me. And he showed up. And, of course, I cried. I was like, Daddy, please don't make me try to take this test in this truck. So he didn't. Well, Nathan reached out and he said, I heard your story this morning about when your dad tried to take your driver's license. Or not take your take driver's your license. Take, yeah, take the test. Uh, my mom pulled the same stunt on me. I had been driving a Chevy S10 the entire time, and mm. she made me take it in her Dodge Caravan. Oh! From a four-cylinder to an eight. Needless oh. to say, I failed with flying colors, oh. and I had to retake it. Help me, guys. Why would that be different for Nathan? It's a bigger engine. It's a more powerful engine. And so, you know, if you mash the gas on that, it takes less to make it go faster. So you probably would, I don't know, it would get away from you. Yeah. Okay. See, for me, it was like I had learned the feel of the Ford Tempo stick. Yeah. clutch mm-hmm. I had learned that finally without being embarrassed in the car dying at stoplights and stuff like that so I was very scared of that happening because I'm thinking that wouldn't be good no <laughs> and so 
I guess for me, I wanted to drive in what I was comfortable driving in for the test. Yeah, it's just odd that you, you should have been. Yeah, that's weird know, that he did it that way. I don't know why he did that. But. Well, Nathan has an idea. I think it was a sabotage to keep me from getting my license and going out. Oh, <laughs> so, you know, maybe. Could have happened. Maybe, Nathan. What do you think of today's cars are, are easier to switch from car to car? I don't know. When I, last time I got a rental that had one, it was an expedition that I wound up driving, and instead of having the three in the tree like Sam said, <laughs> and not four on the floor, it just had a turn knob. Oh, that's weird. And so I had to sit there for a minute and go, uh, 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 and then I got it, you know? Right. But yeah, you turn you, you turn a dial like you're setting a washing machine. That's <laughs> right. weird. It was a nice ride. Yeah. Thank you, Nathan, for that. Jump in anytime. Uh, we also love to hear from you. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. I'm going to let you know why I'm kind of upset this week, because one of my teenagers had a birthday. Okay. Hey, Sam. Mm-hmm. My son Jackson had a uh, birthday this week, 15th birthday. Oh, that's right, Sam. Happy birthday, Jackson. Happy birthday. I can't believe he's 15 already. I remember when he was born. I know. I remember walking into the hospital room he and actually, that's right. It was such a special night that, you know, that, that some friends showed up with Cedar Plank Salmon. You remember that? <laughs> I like, do. Wow. I do remember it that. It wasn't for me and Jody. It was for it's Sam, for and, Sam his and his ex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go in the hospital with some burning wood. Sure. <laughs> it smelled great. It was delicious. Mm. Um, but it made me realize now that... Um, in a few years, I'm going to be without any of my kids. You know, the empty nest thing? Yes, but... You mean like off to college? None of the, Off is that to what life yeah. in general? Well, it's not, because it's not that close because your youngest are what, 13? 13. The twins are 13. I got five years, yeah. yeah. Or until they decide they don't want to come to dad's house anymore, which could be four years. That won't happen for Maddie. <laughs> Maddie will Ever. come to my house until she's, you know, whatever, yes. I believe. Uh, it's true. But it got me thinking, you know, like, geez, that this room is going to be empty soon, and this room is going to be empty Don't soon. Do that to yourself. So I, you know, I happy thought, birthday, Jack. Haven't you? Haven't you been using some positive thinking app lately? It's <laughs> supposed to help you through these. Ah, things. that app didn't work. This is work. all a part of it. This is all a part of it. Like, you know, Murphy and it I had those discussions all the time. Like, we think well, we need more space in here. What are we going to do in here? And it's like I'm. Being honest with you, like Taylor is a junior in high school right now. Yeah. This is going to look very different in the next three, four years, likely. Do I think I still we still need to have a landing pad for her? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I think she'll land and leave and land and leave? Absolutely. Oh, maybe you'll get that exercise room after all, Jody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to talk to me. I was no. like, who said anything about an exercise room? You got to put another sofa in there. But wait, don't you, to me, don't you want to be the house, the home that where I, everybody and, can land and for that's holidays? Why, uh, you know, in the times that I had a little financial issue, that's why I fought to keep the house. Because yeah. it's got four bedrooms, and I want spot, and especially with the grandkid coming, yes, you know, Sam. you got to have a spot for everybody to land. Are you going to have yeah. a crib for the grandchild? I consider the whole house my crib. <laughs> I know, Snoop, <laughs> but what I'm saying oh, is- Oh, you mean for the grandchild. You think you're going to do I'm, that? I would, I would think I'd have to. Well, you know, they could use one of those pack and plays whenever- yeah. Or she comes those, to my house. Those are safer than what I saw in an antique store recently, yeah. which is like this wooden thing that hangs from two hooks on a dowel bar. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that is an old school crib. Yeah, probably covered in lead paint, too. Probably <laughs> chipping lead paint. It's normal, I think, to be yeah. sad about that. And Murphy's right. I got a few more years. You do. And yeah. there's a lot to look forward to also. Yeah, so you, you know? you're really going to start thinking like that in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. What has eight arms, a bunch of tentacles, and is something that producer Bailey loves. Squidward! That's next. <laughs> Let's talk sushi because producer Bailey's got some sushi to tell us about. Yeah. Um, 
We all love sushi, but I, Murphy and I don't eat raw, raw. The first time I ate a raw scallop, it just didn't work for me. And I love <laughs> scallops. Did it just like grow in your mouth? No, I, and Jody, that's why Jody doesn't like them even grilled, you know. It's I don't like scallops. Too, it, just, it was just like well, raw fish. For me, I did. I, I feel the same uh, about wanting to like it. I want to like raw sushi. Yeah. But I just, every time I've tried, I'm like faking it. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. like, it's like, that face. You've because, never had a good piece of tuna, though, that's just... Grilled? Yes. Oh. Yeah, see, I can do that too. It's I want to be like the cool people. I want to be able to eat raw, but I don't. Yeah. It's okay. So you discovered this, Bailey? Yeah. So we, so we went to a restaurant, me and two other people, and we we were going to order a lot of sushi. We were really hungry. Yeah. And normally when I go to this place, I get the sushi rolls with all right. the rice and uh, the avocado and the sour cream. All, all the, the good cream sauces. Cheese. California roll, you're saying. Crunchy yes. stuff. Yeah, the fried shrimp the inside fatty. the rice. Mm. Come on. Yeah. It's good. But while we're sitting there, we see our waiter carry this gigantic plate full I love it when they do that. of slices of fish mm-hmm. over to, or it was sashimi, over to another table. Eyes start to widen, and we decide we need that. And really? So, <laughs> okay. So was there we, sake involved? I was just going to ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Not under the we, influence here, we right? We need that. Look, it was, it was included in the meal. I can't say anything. <laughs> Right. So you tried your first pieces of really raw. This is a sashimi, yeah, correct? This is yeah, sashimi. There were about ten different kinds of sashimi that we could Four. pick, and we decided, well, let's go ahead and get ten of each. There yeah, was so, sake involved for sure. Well, not <laughs> okay. that much. We okay. were we were very. So, what was your favorite kind of raw fish then? Um, I I really liked what's called yellowtail. Yes. Yellowtail was really great. Yeah. Um, I did not like the scallops because I hate that briny flavor. That yeah. See, I love bad. it when it's cooked, but I don't. You know, what else did I have? I had tuna. There was uh, there was octopus on there. There was uh, uh, raw octopus. Of, raw octopus. Yeah, raw octopus. It was crazy. Yeah. I honestly didn't think I was gonna like it. I can't deal. Was looking at that nice. when it's, I've gone to the grocery stores where you you actually yeah. see that I, I it would, freaks me yeah. I would worry to get stuck to my tongue <laughs> yeah. well there suction was a, there was a suction cup on there <laughs> pull it off the plate oh yeah so you're hooked now I'm a little you bit crave hooked. It? I kind I've been thinking about it for a yes. it was really clean it was fresh it was nice to eat well good for you that's yeah. more for you <laughs> yeah. coming up Jody has your Hollywood outsider Julie Chen takes some time off at CBS maybe as expected and the mm-hmm. Great American Read is back tonight Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Julie Chen is taking a break, at least for a couple of days, um, over at CBS because, mm-hmm. of course, her husband, Les Moonves, has. Oh, he's resigned. He's, he's resigned, stepped down amid even more harassment claims. It does not look good in that situation. And so Julie Chen has been married to him for a long time, and she didn't show up for the talk yesterday. Right. And she's a big part of that show as well. Uh, the leader sort of at that table is Sharon Osbourne. Mm-hmm. So Sharon's statement is that, look, I just want to say whatever times of hardship I've had over the last few years, Julie's always been there for me. And that means with Ozzy. Um, she's been a friend. <laughs> she's somebody yeah. I admire and respect greatly. And it's embarrassing and upsetting to have to talk about her husband. But we do. We feel it's right. Yeah. Meaning, I feel it's my job. So way to go, uh, well, Sharon. Well, I mean, they talked about Ozzy, too, and that thing was going on. Oh, so. boy, did they, did they. Julie's statement is, I'm taking a few days off from the talk to be with my family. I'll be back soon, and we'll see you Thursday night on Big Brother. So, girlfriend is getting back to work, and mm-hmm. she also supposedly is standing by him. You know, that's her business. Well, we'll see how that works Right, out. we'll see how that goes in time. Moving on. 
to something really cool that's back tonight. And I didn't catch the launch episode. Um, it's on PBS, hosted by Meredith Vieira, The Great American Read. I'm so grateful that my mother felt it was such an integral part of enriching our lives. Imagination is probably one of the most important gifts humans have. Uh, some famous voices there, Sarah Jessica Parker and Morgan Freeman talking about books that mean something to them. So they have celebrities as part of this. As part of it, but it's also just Americans sharing their favorite novel, books that really affected them mm-hmm. and they connect with. And it's 100 of the greatest, most loved American novels. Wow. And yeah, they did this launch episode in May, I think to give you time to read all summer long doesn't mean you can't enjoy there's a lot of and of books course on this just like list. the kids nobody read this summer whoa, 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 whoa. i'm looking at the list a lot of these books i know and love and a lot yeah. i would like to know and love so the second episode is back tonight on pbs called the great american read hosted by meredith vieira coming up in your next hollywood outsider this morning around 7 55 who has been asked already to play prince in a biopic up to date with jody's hollywood outsider Today is uh, the day to never forget, 9-11, the anniversary, and it's hard to believe it. it's been 17 years. I mean, already, it's, you know, if you were around, then obviously you remember what was going on at that point. Yeah. I think Jody was at home on maternity leave I was. with our oldest daughter, Taylor. Yeah. That's how I always know exactly how many years, because she had just been born. Yeah. To be a new mother in that time was... Mm-hmm. And a really indescribable feeling. Um, I think it's a good thing for us to remember on this day, whether you do anything or you, you know, you're a teacher and you, ex- you know, maybe explain and share something. I think it's a really good thing for us to remember how um, united we felt afterward. Yeah, we were all just Americans, and that's so different than kind of the climate we're in now. Yeah, I really think that's what I want to say on this day. It's like we were so united afterward. Well, and, and nobody says it better, reflects on it better, or, or, or will never forget than the uh, first responders who were on the scene, like the firefighters. It was 8.46 in the morning. That's when this stopped even resembling a normal day. Right then and there, I knew it. This was going to be the worst day of my life as a firefighter. Go, go to trade center. Immediately, I knew this wasn't an accident. Oh my god! And I think a lot of people at first thought it was an accident. It was the first one? Yeah. When it was the second plane. Clearly, it wasn't. Yeah, just the and, shock of that day. And then the, the the collapse of the twin towers. It just I don't think in my life I've experienced anything more dramatic than that. Uh, or the first time in my life that I really felt, uh, you know, a fear of, you know, of safety. Now, I mean, obviously, I knew that our country was strong enough, but, way, but right. I think there were a lot of people that, you know, felt that same way, too, right afterwards. So uh, we remember those who have fallen. We remember those who were the first responders who really became, you know, heroes on that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to hear from you this morning, too. Give us a call anytime to jump in, 877-310-4MSJ. Not only is it a time to reflect on those lost in that tragedy, I think it's a time to really celebrate our military and just 
another way of bringing praise to them and thanking them for what they do, which is protect us and, and protect our freedom on a daily basis. Yeah, a lot of celebrities just like Hillary there from Lady Annabellum have you know spoken out and given mm-hmm. their reflections and thoughts, and you'll hear a lot of that today and see a lot of it also. Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Want to hear from you? You can join the conversation, 877-310-4MSJ. And coming up next, your email answered in the producer's mailbag. We love hearing from you, so give us a call anytime, 877-310-4MSJ, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram. It's time for the producer's mailbag. What's in your bag today, Chad? Well, today we're talking about filler words, like, um... You know. (laughs) Um, and you know, well, we asked you also on our Facebook page, what filler words do your kids use a lot? Like, what crutch words do your kids use? Exactly. I don't know why... I guess it stands out more when your children use them. Maybe they use them more frequently. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you should record yourself to see how many times you use them. I know. Okay. Tina starts off. My 10-year-old says literally, literally all the time. (laughs) That's when you start using that word. Hopefully, it's a phase, Tina. Hopefully, it's a phase because... Remember the kid with the literally, and this is my first time literally being on an. No, oh, that's, he was the, actually, that's the apparently kid. Oh, apparently, he's the one that, he's the one that rode the roller coaster the first time. Apparently, apparently, and his dad, his grandfather watches the Powerball. <laughs> that's a trip. I oh, love that video. You're yeah. right. Okay, literally, I can understand Here's how a kid thro- would pick up on that. Here's a throwback one. Anna says, "What you call it? What you call it? Well, yeah, you use I that, use that to- occasionally when I don't know the word. Sure. It also used to be a candy bar." Yeah. It still is, actually. (laughs) Murphy knows his candy. Okay. Wendy says, whatever. That's her oldest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Wendy. That's a good one. Her eight-year-old likes to start off with, just so you know. Oh, yeah. 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 Heard that before. That's so cute. It makes me wonder, though, do those things stay a lifetime? Or are they phases? I I suppose some of them can stay. It just depends. I think through our life, we adopt those and then we drop some. Yeah. Yeah. Literally lasts forever. Okay. Apparently. Christina says, same, when she's agreeing with someone and feels the same, which is silly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Is that like ditto? Yeah. Same. Mm. You're like, oh, I'm hungry. (laughs) I think Bailey has said that before to me. Yeah, probably. I'm like, I'm hungry. And you go, same. Same. (laughs) It's so easy. It is. It is so easy. It's funny that you say that because I remember when I was a teenager, my little crutch phrase was, you know what I'm saying? I would try to explain something to my mother and I'd go, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so she would. She even wrote me a birthday card once that said, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Did you get it? That's cute. Yeah, of course I got it. No, I mean, did you understand it? the joke? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, did, I did too. Same. <laughs> Elisa says, a 13-year-old ends every sentence, usually because he's in a hurry to leave, with, got a blast. Oh, <laughs> that's cute, I've never heard that. I might start using that. All right, myself. let us know what those what, what phrases and filler words you hear a lot. 877-310-4MSJ. Got a blast. Coming up next <laughs> with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. All right, Mike is on the way in, teaches college kids, and he's got one that he hears a lot. We'll come to you, Mike, next. Follow us on Instagram. You can always reach us on Facebook. And, of course, call or text us, 877-310-4MSJ. How are you, Mike? Hey, I'm fine. Hey, I was just listening. I listen every morning for about an hour because I got an hour to mute. Thank you. And uh, you are, you're talking about, um, you know, people that say like and uh and um and stuff like that in their conversation. Yes. Uh, I'm a, I teach, um, like, college kids. And one of the things that they do is they, they're constantly like, I know, right? 
I know, right? <laughs> yes. like, every time you say something, they go, I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> yes, I know, right? That's why I'm telling you. Yeah. So, uh, I just thought I'd bring that one up, too. It's, you're right. It's the new affirmation. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the new yeah, affirmation. I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's just a habit and you hear it and it's a, it becomes a part of you and then you're doing it too much I know it's right? uh, just something I thought of while I was looking at you guys <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. you what do you teach what subject uh, I'm a chemistry teacher whoa you know right yeah <laughs> college chemistry yeah, I know right uh, they all they're like uh, I don't know right <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it and you do a lot of projects you put them in groups a lot yeah, we do uh, a lot of experimental type of work. Um, last week, we used Bunsen burners, and I thought they were going to burn the place down. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> well, look, enjoy your day. Enjoy your commute, your drive, and thank you for calling. Call us anytime. Oh, my God. Thank you, guys. We love listening to the commute. It's great. Thank you, Mike. Now, you think you're going to find yourself using that this week? Oh, yes. I know. I've already because it's now in your head. I've used it a few times it's, without realizing it. It's it's you start to hear it a lot and yeah. it just grows. I remember this is embarrassing to say, but I remember when Grey's Anatomy was <laughs> new, and um, all of my friends we were all watching it and we were going seriously, seriously, and we realized we picked it up from the Grey's Anatomy people. Oh. It was written into that first season. Oh, was every, it really? Izzy, every time something was going on, she wasn't like she was like seriously. So, my friends and I, we got to stop doing this. You know, we're not in school. We're not kids. I know, stop right? doing yeah. it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. 877-310-4675. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. And moving on, today is the anniversary of 9-11, 17 years ago. And we were in New York recently, and we went to the uh, reflecting pool. Ground right? Zero. At Ground Zero, but we did not go on the tour and got, we yeah. met, I, I'm going to tell you something coming up that I didn't realize that happens on the tour that's different than any other kind of tour that you could take like this. I'll tell you about it next. Got even more fun. You can hang out with us after the show today, this afternoon, tonight, whenever, whatever works for you. Um, We're here all the time. You can catch uh, the entire show, anything you missed on the podcast, and get a new episode of After the Show, because the only place you'll get that is on the Murphy, Sam & Jody podcast. Okay, so today is the anniversary of 9-11, 17 years ago, and we... The three of us were in New York earlier this year. We were only there for, what, a day and a half, and we had meetings and stuff like that, so we were trying to cram in a lot. Cram New York into one day. Which is impossible. It is totally impossible. We did go to Ground Zero, and we did see that beautiful, is it called a reflecting pool? They call it a reflecting pool, um, which I guess is sort of like a double meaning, you know what I mean? Because it's really about mental (laughs) reflection. And so you see the the water flow down into it, and then there's a second area down at the bottom where the water just completely disappears. And then all, Very the, unique. all the names around it are the, yeah. the people that lost their lives that day. Right. I had to, I have to say that I didn't know what to think of how I was going to feel being there, but being there, I thought, wow, how perfect this is. And it's just an, such an appropriate right. it's, yeah. way and, to memorialize those people right there. And if you haven't been there, it's the base of one of the buildings. And, of mm-hmm. course, it's right next door to the new Freedom Tower, which mm-hmm. is, you know, yeah. what um, was built in its place. What we didn't have time to do that day was buy tickets and go to do the full experience, the full tour of the museum. Right. Honestly, and being really, really honest, I was reluctant to want to do that anyway because there's a part of me that I really do want to see and experience it all because I believe there are a million stories. But then that 
part of me was like, I don't know if I have, if I'm tough enough for this today. You know what I mean? So it ended up, we didn't have time anyway. So we left. Um, I started looking into it when we left New York because we definitely want to go back and schedule that. Uh, Something that they do different for the museum entry and the museum and ground zero tour is that the tour guides are not museum tour guides yeah they're new yorkers who experience the day there on different levels like here's an example of one of the tour guides As you look up and you say what is this and we're done this thing is just huge and people are screaming now it's poison gas we're being attacked by poison gas you know you kind of say well i can't run that fast and i can't hold my breath that long uh, but you see these people running down Fulton Street. I'm on by the next corner. It's just time to go. You go. You run. Uh, got about a half a block and then just got covered totally. Couldn't see initially. It was very hot. It was itchy. So that's one of the tour guides telling his story. Now, the music's not a part of it when he's telling yeah. his story, but that's where I, I just grabbed it from the site. But most people kind of go in a little nervous and a little reluctant, and then he just so. puts them so at ease. Yeah. And that's one yeah. example. So definitely something to put on your bucket list if you ever get to go to New York. Coming up next with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. doesn't matter whether you have Google Home or the Amazon Echo. There's a common problem that's starting to develop between both of them. That's next. So whether you have a uh, an Amazon Echo or a, a Google Home device or, or one of the Apple devices, smart speaker is really what I'm talking about. Here. Oh, it, they're, yeah. they're, they're growing. It's one of the fastest selling things, period, in electronics. And I guess uh, artificial intelligence and all that voice command is just kind of the, it's not really the future, it's the present. Yeah. And so with all that, there is a new problem that's developing, which of course, it's the same problem we already have on the on our phones. The huh. screen, you know, the addiction to, you can't pull yourself away from it. You know, whether you're, if you're, if you're on Facebook, you'll scroll for hours. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? What? And so it's the constant asking of questions. <laughs> that I don't the moment have that, that problem. The moment home. that something hits you that you don't know the answer to, you turn to Alexa or Google Home yeah. and ask the Google Assistant. Why you know? is it a problem? Well, it's not. I, I guess it's a. The, the budding problem would be that people people aren't going to sleep at night. You're constantly asking. You ask the weather, and then you want to know news headlines, and then you want to know this. And so they're actually thinking about. But what they're actually going to do is put some filters in place. Now, you can choose to use them or not. You don't have to use them at all. That slows it down at night. Oh, no, 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 where, no. Where it tells you, you know, it's 9 p.m., you know. <laughs> do you really want to ask this question? It's like shaking the magic eight ball. Ask Shouldn't again later. Shouldn't you be going to sleep, Sam? Yeah. Here's my It's the same for me with the phone, with everything new, technological, having a computer in your hands all the time, whether it's a smart speaker we have got to learn and teach our children self-regulation. You have to self-regulate. You have to go, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. And to me, it seems uh, intuitive to see if I have been on a computer for hours, I am a human being. I am seeking something else. You guys don't have that Yeah, it may seem intu- intuitive to you. I think most people absolutely get And you know, it's funny. You say it's intuitive, but I see you're on text a lot. You, yeah. You're easily distracted by your phone, too. It doesn't keep yeah. you awake, and you do put it away. In fact, I do put it away. I leave it in the yeah. stupid car sometimes. Yeah, that's what happened yesterday. <laughs> I, I walk into the carport and I look over, and not only is it in her car, the window's wide open. Whatever. And her purse is on the inside. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, Jody, you I, do, When I unplug, I, I self-regulate. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's better for you 
you to self-regulate. Right. Yeah. You have well, to. They're going to have more features where if you can't, it will help you do that. Ugh. And they're going to improve the kids' filters, too, so the kids, you know, younger kids can't ask the assistant or Alexa things that they shouldn't be asking. Yeah. Oh, and, and I never thought of that. She won't respond. <laughs> Aren't you a bit young for this? Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Going to let you know who's already been asked to star in the Prince biopic. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. So guys, there's no doubt the world would eat up a Prince biopic, right? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm sure we're not going to have just one either. I, I don't like that though. I don't like six and seven biopics floating around. I want one official, the real official biopic. I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Yeah. With so many people, you know, so it's not only a couple of movie studios anymore. Everybody's making films. Right. Um, and to add to that point, Netflix is apparently going to bring us a Prince biopic. They don't care. So, they, they okay. You can watch. Maybe they would screen it in theaters also. Yeah. Or is it going to be biopic or like documentary biopic? Biopic is the word that's floating around. That it's a Prince biopic that Netflix wants to produce, and that they have already asked. And mm-hmm. he has not said yes. I would do it. Yes. No. I wouldn't. They've apparently already asked Bruno Mars. And wow. That, I mean, we he saw his it. tribute that time at the Grammys. He looked like him. He moved like him. Yeah. Um, the deal is this. Of course, Prince was one of his icons and right. idols. He hasn't focused on acting. He acted some when he was younger, but he's focused on his music. He's on his 24-karat magic tour, right. world tour right now, uh, Bruno Mars. So apparently the offer's been made to him. What he decides to do about it. It's a lot of pressure, though. I would love to know who's putting it together, though. If this is like the official family version or Netflix just has... That's what I'm saying. Who knows? I always just want the one right. really good biopic. And do I think you can put somebody's whole life into two hours? Not really, but give yeah. me the highlights. Yeah. So apparently Bruno Mars has been asked to be Prince in a Netflix Prince I like biopic. That. That'll yeah. be good. Okay. Also, the other big news in entertainment, you covered it in music news earlier, but the Freddie Mercury biopic, this is so cool. We're will premiere at Wembley Arena. That's where they did one amazing. of their biggest concerts ever, which was, you know, Live Aid. They played to 70-something yeah. people, and so that's what they figured. Well, let's have the world premiere here and invite whoever wants to come, because it's going to be open to the public. I know. It's like go, going to see him. That's so many tickets sold yeah. and one showing. It might even be free tickets. Who knows? It's going to be incredible. That's also probably going to be an Oscar contender. Oh, yeah. Not just the star is born, the Freddie Mercury biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody. Look for big talk about it. You know that's going to be a, a big month. Cannot box wait to office. go see it. All right, coming up around 8.30, your next Hollywood Outsider. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. I love for us to go around the table about what we're watching because oftentimes we're all binging the same thing and that's fun. It's kind of like being in a book club except it's lazier because it's binging. Okay, so we were also excited to watch Ozark Season 2 and none of us have started no, watching it. No, right, I had Sam? plenty of time over the past week to do it and I just... Loser. No, but you know how you got... <laughs> When 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 you get into something like that, you got to be in the mood for it. Sure. And well, Ozark is a is a different dark. kind of thing. It's yeah. way too dark. Love it, but it, that's too heavy for me right before bed. Right. I realize that from now. I told Jody if we're going to watch Ozark, it's going to be you know a couple hours before. Not because of nightmares. It's just I can't explain it. I don't sleep well after I it watch. Stimulates it, your brain too it much. Ramps me up. I yeah. Think. You know. However, I do believe most of us here are whatever all over the new season of better call saul 
the only thing is you can't binge it yet because you're still in the season. Yeah. Well, not all the episodes are How released. How inconvenient. Yeah. I got to wait every week and for an episode. How lazy are we? Um, I can't watch more than one at a time of this one because it moves too... I know it's good. It's a good show. I wouldn't be watching it. But it moves so slowly. In fact, it's perfect for me before bed because it usually makes me go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Right, Murphy? It, uh, it's the way that Vince Gilligan tells the story. <sighs> and he's got... He's so focused on the cinematography and dragging you through a scene. Mm-hmm. It's, I love that. I mean, I respect the way yeah. that they do the show, but yeah, there are moments where like, okay, come on, I, <laughs> is this look, necessary? I think he's got one of the most incredible skills of character building, and it's required totally. to be so slow to get to know all these characters. It's true. I agree with that. That's oh, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. If you ever com- for anybody who ever complains about something being too long, like Shawshank Redemption, the yeah. movie you just recently yeah. finally saw, Bailey, uh-huh. it had to be long because you had to feel like you were also doing time right. with them. Yeah, you know, you were doing time on your couch <laughs> watching it. So Better Call Saul is good, though. So where are y'all? Where are you at now? We just finished the episode of. You wanted me to talk, I talked <laughs> with Mike. Yeah, Mike and group. So I think we have one more, no, two more, because last night was another one. Yeah, that's right. So we need to catch up. Ooh. Oh, so then you haven't seen. Okay, stop, Sam. <laughs> we asked on our Facebook page, what filler words um, or crutch words do your kids use a lot? You notice it because it's your kids, and then you pick them up. Like made the list a lot. Like being every other word sometimes. And, and that's been around forever. That You know what I mean? It, some will come and go, but like has been around like since the be 80s. Around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another phrase is, I know, right? <laughs> that's a big one. Mike called that one in today. Park, uh, my son Parker's been using lit a lot lately. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing is... I heard when, that a couple of years back. And I've heard this with all of my kids. When all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they start using a certain word. Sure. It's Sam. like, okay, they just heard this at school. And yes. people are using it, and it's cool, so now they got to use yes. it. I've seen, lit? I've seen, this yeah. is the most lit, lit, you know, dance ever. This was the most lit party ever. Yeah. But I heard that a couple of years back. No offense to Parker. Yeah. Um, but are those crutch words? I mean, the crutch words are the filler ones. So, yeah. you know, like goes the, in between every other word. Those mm-hmm. are just like buzzwords. But the other yeah. thing that I've seen as a crutch is s- sentences that just come to an abrupt end, a pause, and then the word, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you run out of thoughts and you get to the, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. This is stuff that that drives people crazy. Probably English <laughs> teachers funny. the most. Yeah, yeah, I would I was gonna say yeah, you know, the most used crutch word isn't even a word. Etc. It would oh, I right. would say if you're trying to list a whole bunch of things in uh-huh. an English paper and you get to you get to item number three and you can't think of anything else, yeah. just throw et cetera in there. No, that's see, true, Bailey. I had an English teacher that, that was one one of his words. If really? you saw that on a paper, Scratch. points off. It's yeah. like, if you got to put et cetera, that means you have nothing else to say, exactly. so don't put it. Yeah. Right, right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's lit. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can uh, jump in anytime with what your kids have said lately. What's funny is that we, we're we saying kids, but we all have it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody does use his crutch words. Right. Well, I think the most common for us, and I mean us as a Murphy, Sam, and Jody family, is you know. Yeah. It's easy. It to is. Do. It's an easy trap to get into. Eight seven seven three one zero four MSJ. We'd love to hear from you. You know. <laughs> Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood outsider. Are you ready for the Great American Read tonight on PBS? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's this show about? How much do you have to read? <laughs> and who's a part of it next? Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Back tonight on PBS after one launch episode, like in May, so I guess they were giving you the summer to read, mm-hmm. The Great American Read. I'm so grateful that my mother felt it was such an integral part of enriching our lives. 
Imagination is probably one of the most important uh, gifts humans have. Some famous voices there. Oh, okay, yeah. It's hosted by Meredith Vieira, and it's literally a list of 100 of the best loved books and the ways that these novels affect us and how we connect with those books. These are adult and children's books? Well, I mean, one of the Harry Potters is in there. I know that. Oh, okay. Squeak. Um, And one of my favorites is in there, The Help. Love that book. Okay, that's probably my favorite. And so if you love to read, it's a great show to catch. And the second episode is Tonight. I really think they launched it early so you could read over the summer. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the show, the goal is... Hey, what's the greatest novel that we love the most oh, here in America? Lord, how are they going to figure that it's out? It's called The Great American Read, hosted by Meredith Vieira. Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. Murphy, you have the uh, Echo and the Google Home, don't you? That's right, Sam. You know me, Mr. <laughs> Geek over here with the, you know, be on top of wants both. To, wants to test them both out. Uh, well, no, I'm no. afraid one is going to miss what the other can do. And back, you know, I mean, you uh, have said that Google knows more than Alexa. Who well, those are words. They're different. <laughs> they're strong in different ways. Yeah. Amazon was faster with the music collection and all the other things yeah. in shopping. You know, Google's got what Answers. almost tw- almost twenty years yeah. of search engine info, and so True their that. database is strong. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I had seen the. Uh, I was flipping through online. And I saw the little Google Home. I don't know what the tiny one is. Like the dot. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, the Google Home Mini. A Mini. And I, I told Jackson, my 15-year-old, I was like, I want to get one of those. Mm. And he's like, you have these dots all over the house. What do you need? A-? Good I was for like, him. <laughs> I thought, Mr. Murphy's got them both. <laughs> and he says, That's Google knows more than Alexa does. <laughs> he goes, yeah, but why do you need it? Just look it up on your phone. It's just, I just, I just need it. Finally, I got you a little one telling it. me. You know, the rational way of dealing with things. You just want it. And what's funny is I don't use it that often, but, you know, but I will switch back and forth depending on what it is that I think I I need, you know? This is the country girl in me. I forget we have all this. And so I'm asking friends questions. I'm asking, wondering about things. And it's like, I'm I'm actually going to the computer and Googling things when I could just ask. And I just, I'm not wired that way. Or waiting for the weather forecast to show up on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, not quite. And a little uh, tweets going viral. Since it's that time of the year, fall, kids are back playing games, team sports, and all that. You know, mm-hmm. and that, I mean, that means we as parents wind up going to a lot of games, you know? And um, a lot of Friday nights. But this is something that when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Probably should share this because I do know a couple of moms and dads who do this, and it, it comes from a good place, but probably not the best idea. Okay. Um, Abby Wambach, the, uh, the Olympic gold medalist soccer player mm-hmm. uh, her daughter is on a team yeah. and so you would think that you know I mean she would be very specific and very particular right, right. and and so she tells her just two things after every game uh, which is um, you know well, she asked her how do you think you played nice and then she says and I thought it was I had so much fun watching you out there that's great and the, re- the reason she does those two things because her thing is too many parents also want to be coaches oh, and yeah. there's already a coach on the team yes. all you wind up doing is creating either additional pressure or confusion for and your kids and it hurts coming from you as a parent yeah we know that for a fact yeah, we're that, trying to work on driving and look then certainly there's some parents that do a great job of probably both because they're right. in the coaching role but yeah on the sidelines it's tough you really just need oh, to be yeah. there to encourage and support and that not is the, so good okay hit me with them again what are the two things that you should say then to your child playing sports number one I really enjoy watching you play today yeah and the question and what did you enjoy most about how did game. you think you did yeah how do you think you did mm-hmm. those are so good all right let's let's like write that down put it in our phones and bring it to the games 
Thanks for having us on while you work. When you get a chance later today, come hang out with us for something a bonus. Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show, something we only do on the podcast. Yeah, more filler words that we all use, especially that we learn from the kids. Like? And phrases. You know? <clears throat> I know, right? That's a big one. But more of those that we didn't even get to, we'll do after the show.